0: Back to Dumb Down Doctrines with Dave and everyone probably finds this because they won't have seen you in a wee while. They'll be like, Matt, <laughs> so good to hear his voice again. They've probably been going I wouldn't go the, that far going through the archives of our sermons. Be like, oh. They're like, Matt, Matt, who? They'll will be so good to hear his voice again. <laughs> so this week uh, Can I just I,
1: say, but I think your voice has gone down another octave from earlier. So yeah, <laughs> the cold isn't clearing up yet, is it?
0: We had a we had a wee uh, wee break there, and the the darkness is deepening in my body, <laughs> I'm becoming more and more manly. Uh, so we're looking at the sufficiency of Scripture. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're doing it in order. Is it like what, what order um, would you do these uh, in naturally?
1: I think we're more or less doing it in the order that most theology books normally do it. I think we started with clarity, but normally the order would be authority, yeah. necessity, sufficiency, and then clarity could go in there almost anywhere actually. So yeah, we're pretty close to the traditional order, I think.
0: Yes. I've heard of the, uh, the acronym SCAN, sufficiency, clarity, right, Yeah, authority, necessity. Yeah, I see you
1: remember. Um, I, it almost doesn't matter. I think you could do them in pretty much any order as long as you do them all because they overlap so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So, uh, could we get uh, a working definition of the sufficiency of Scripture then? Yeah,
1: okay. Uh, this is about as short as I could get it. Uh, <laughs> so the Scriptures contain everything we need for knowledge of salvation and godly living. So we don't need any new revelation from heaven. Um, I suppose you could add a little PS there, and all other authorities are subject to Scripture. That's another thing that often comes up in this subject of sufficiency.
0: Yes, Uh so I'm just thinking of the word su- sufficient. If something's sufficient for the task, hmm.
1: like your oven, it, c-
0: it can do, it can cook yeah. the thing, can't it? So scripture is sufficient for salvation. Yeah. Life and I ovens. suppose another way
1: of putting it, this is simplistic because you've got to caveat it, yeah. which is what we're about to do. Yeah, <laughs> But you could say necessity means we need it. Sufficiency means it's enough. Yes, helpful. So, um, but the question is enough for what? And that's what we're going to unpack.
0: Yes. Because it seems like the other doctrines we've looked at lead us to this logical conclusion. Mm. So since it's authoritative, clear, necessary, then it means that it is sufficient. Is that is that fair? Is this doctrine sort of the culmination
1: of the others? Yeah, I think that's fair to say, which is why it often comes towards the end in the list. Yeah, um, Most theologians seem to cover it in that order. But like i said you could almost do these in any order because they you're not going to go to the bible and find this section on the authority of scripture and this bit on the sufficiency yeah so the main thing is you're trying to say all the main things about scripture you can from scripture itself
0: okay very good i've just noted down in my notes that this is the last one the release because i wasn't sure what order all i was right, going to yeah. put them out in <laughs> yeah you have to remember aren't you? uh so uh if if so let's ask this question if scripture is sufficient then how exactly do words of prophecy fit in? Is this not adding to scripture? Why did Paul put in that pesky bit
1: in Corinthians to confuse us? <laughs> <laughs> really important question. I know we did touch on it in the last pod, actually, didn't we? But yeah. didn't go into much detail because a thorough answer could take ages. But let me uh, try and answer that. Yeah. As someone who, I said last time, does believe all the gifts of the Spirit, on, Matt. prophecy, words of knowledge, etc., are still for the church today in, in some way, Um. So I'm answering it from that perspective. Uh, I I think when you see prophecy in the New Testament, it's something that has to be weighed up by the church. That's quite clear from 1 Corinthians. And the question is, how do you weigh it up? How does the church weigh it up? Well, the obvious answer is against the inspired scriptures. New Testament prophecy does not have the same inspired, infallible status as Mm. scripture. It's the same infallible God giving it, but we are fallible, whereas scripture isn't. and i believe god in his love sometimes gives um prophetic words to his church but they aren't necessary in the way that scripture is uh and they they certainly and they aren't sufficient in the way that scripture is scripture is the only authority the only voice we need in the church to know how to be saved how to live the christian life so to try and put it in a nutshell god gives other gifts but scripture is enough again it's that word enough that keeps coming up when you think about sufficiency i see okay that's
0: very helpful so how does the sufficiency of scripture inform how we view tradition in the church So tradition Mm. is sort of things that we things that we do that are informed by the bible but aren't necessarily in the bible yeah so is that is that helpful way of explaining yeah i
1: think so so yeah when i think of tradition i think that um you know so historically what Christians have thought about stuff, the confessions, the practices. Yes,
0: uh, 2 Thessalonians 2.15 as a reference, uh, So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions mm. that you were taught by us. So yeah. Paul taught them helpful things that they should yeah. do that uh, mm. aren't, I suppose, are biblically based.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so for us, we could include yeah the teachings of our teachers in the church, but... Teaches teachers historically the church yeah. has been given you know that that that's all part of church tradition so yes.
0: so to go back to the question mm. how does the sufficiency that scripture is enough inform how we view tradition yeah. in the church
1: well because the sufficiency of scripture puts scripture and tradition in their proper places in our church life so they both have a place yeah but it puts them in their proper places so Unlike the Roman Catholic Church, yeah. we see that tradition isn't of the same status and authority as the Bible. Yes, yeah, so they would have it on equal footing. Yeah, they, which... so the pronouncements of the the Pope, yeah. the Church, now and over the centuries, that's equally authoritative with Scripture. We we would disagree with that. Scripture on its own is enough. It's all we need for the Christian life. And you've mentioned it a few times, um, previous podcasts, and so have I, this is what the Reformation Doctrine of Sola Scriptura means, and where it raises its head again. It doesn't mean... Scripture alone, in the sense that we don't read anything else, yeah. we're grateful for our creeds, confessions, Christian books, Christian teachers. Yeah, but it does mean that scripture is our only infallible authority, the only revelation we absolutely need from God, the only voice that's by itself enough. Yeah. That's that word again. Yeah, so to sum up, scripture is our supreme and only infallible authority, it hasn't got any peer because it's God's very words. Yeah. But as we come to the supreme and sufficient and infallible scripture, yeah, fallible tradition is still great help and a great blessing yes and i suppose uh
0: for example i tried not to uh and i did it um <laughs> i did it again you would you would say on a sunday in a church you might perhaps preach through the apostles creed or the hmm. heidelberg catechism westminster yeah. confession of faith but you're not going let me tell you what these inspired authors of exactly. these things yeah you would say oh they've got this from these passages of scripture let's let me teach you how they've got to this conclusion. So yeah. I if if we were saying, oh, let me check that against the Heidelberg Catechism, you'd be like, oh, hmm. check it against the Bible, pal.
1: And this is where even even good evangelicals, I'm doing air quotes there, who we know the right things to say, the scripture is our supreme authority, but there, there's always a danger of saying, preacher x who i listen to on the internet or preacher x in my church he says this yeah so that must be true yeah no no you, you've got to be berean and go back to scripture and is what that person is teaching yes. actually true to god's word okay so how does
0: this doctrine of the sufficient that the bible is enough help us in day-to-day life how can a book <laughs> which is so ancient be sufficient for today's troubles
1: I, I would say because the, the all-wise God, when he inspired scripture over the centuries, knew exactly what the church of yeah. every generation would need. Remember that, you know, we got to remember scripture was written over a period of 1500 years yeah. and the earliest parts were still absolutely irrelevant to the people of Jesus' day, yeah. a millennium and a half later. So God's word never gets old. Jesus' yeah. words never pass away. We We have every truth, every command, every principle we need for the Christian life, even if the return of Jesus doesn't happen for another thousand years
0: yes and i suppose that's probably an obvious question in some ways because we preach from the bible every sunday but whenever take the book that we'll be studying by the time people listen to this podcast first peter written mm. to christians suffering christians who were uh, aliens foreigners in their world facing mm. persecution from the world around them being made fun of for being believers like hmm that sounds like Cardiff in twenty twenty three. Like it, we look at the seven churches in Revelation, didn't we, during lockdown? Like, mm. This is relevant like this is relevant for us today. So mm. it's sufficient because, as you say, it's the the Lord knows what we need. He didn't uh Yeah. I don't know. It's funny, isn't it, how if you watch a movie, an older movie, like in the from the nineteen eighties, you're like, that technology is so dated. Ha ha ha. But you're never going to read the Bible and be like, that's so dated, that's so irrelevant now. No. Um,
1: and, the, and the basic reason being that God is obviously the same yep. and human beings are still exactly the same.
0: Yes. Again, helpful. Your doctrine tells you that, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I hear someone asking this question If the scriptures are so sufficient, then what is the need for the Holy Spirit? Surely, if it's sufficient, why? Do we yeah. need the Holy Spirit to read the Bible?
1: Yeah, good one. Person who's thinking that. Yeah. It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one thing to say is scripture is the Holy Spirit speaking. Because he inspired the Bible. Remember we in the last part, I think it was, we were saying about in, in 2 Peter chapter 1 how men were carried along from God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. wrote scripture if you if you like through those human beings. So the Bible is the Holy Spirit speaking. Um but a few other things to add, you know, w- when we come to faith it's because the holy spirit has worked in us and interestingly it worked in us um in and through the word of god so i'm just looking up um some verses from one thessalonians uh that sprang to mind when you said you were going to ask this um for we know brothers and sisters loved by god that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words but also with power with the holy spirit and deep conviction yeah. so we are saved when God works in our hearts through the word by his spirit. Yeah. And the way the old time theologians used to put it was that the, the, the spirit works in and through the word. So yes. he's already working in the written word because yes. it's his word. But then he also kind of works with it and alongside it to apply it to a human heart. Yes. Um, so that's another way the spirit works with the word. And then in the ongoing Christian life, even as born again people with the spirit living in us, we need his illuminating work yeah. so that we can understand it right. Um yes. I mean, people probably know these words uh from two corinthians quite well um what no eye has seen nor ear heard nor the heart of man imagined what god has prepared for those who love him and um, these things god has revealed to us through the spirit and a bit further on the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of god for their folly to him and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned so um the Holy Spirit has inspired these words, they are true, they are accurate, they are from him, but it also needs a work of the Holy Spirit in someone's heart for them to believe it the first time. Yes. And then he also, for Christians, continues to illuminate the word to us and give us insight. So we've probably all experienced this at some time. We're reading the Bible and suddenly we're struck by something in the text we'd never noticed before, or we'd previously struggled with. So bottom line, we aren't meant to think word or spirit, we realize that we hear from god as the spirit works in and through the word yes. um scripture has got all the revelation we need sufficient revelation for us but we need the spirit who inspired it to be at work in us as well um so we to finish off and one other way of looking at this he's, he's grinning at me now because it's a very long answer um i'm warming to my subject there. yeah i was going to say <laughs> in one the holy it's spirit like an athlete <laughs> so the the holy spirit speaks to you externally yeah. If you like through his word, you, you read or you hear his word, yes. but then he's also speaking to you internally as he works in your heart where he dwells. Yes. That's another way of looking at it.
0: A couple of thoughts off the back of what you said.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised. That was
0: <laughs> I suppose um, I think we should probably start doing this more at the bridge. Like after the word is read, I mean, this is my Presbyterianism liturgy coming through, but mm. after the Bible's read, this is the word of the Lord. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. We have heard God speak. Mm um before the preacher preaches i think in my home home church should say like before the sermon there's a prayer of illumination yeah where we ask god to Mm. to open our eyes open our hearts
1: we sing that sometimes don't we speak o lord for example but probably not often enough yeah it's Mm.
0: a song of illumination a prayer Mm. and then as soon as whenever we're in hebrews hebrews 3 uh verse 70 it says therefore as the holy spirit says today if You hear his voice, yeah. so it was spoken all the way back to the people of Israel, and yet to the Hebrews, to us, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you mm. personally today, and he's going to help you hear, yeah, what he says. So, those are just some mm. thoughts, so sort of what we could draw out of what you'd said there, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's helpful. How might the sufficiency of scripture inform us whenever we find a bit of the Bible confusing? Uh, should we? Hmm. Should we reach for a commentary? Uh, Does the Bible sufficiency mean that, you know, commentaries are uh, performance-enhancing drugs that we should avoid? Surely we just read the scriptures (laughs) and that's it.
1: Um, Yeah, well, I think sometimes, and I include myself in this, sometimes we we maybe reach for a commentary a bit too quickly. Too quickly, yeah. We should just camp out in the word a bit more but yes absolutely reach for the commentary so sola scriptura as we've said a few times now doesn't mean you only read the bible yes so scripture reminds us that if we have that if we have the bible and ask for god to speak to us we will hear his voice yeah so um i often use this on resource and people smile at me if we're stranded on a desert island with only the bible and no christian books we're fine yeah <laughs> uh but god in his goodness gives gifts to his church which includes teachers ancient and modern and our fellow believers in the church and in his providence, they can help us understand the word. So, uh, Sola Scriptura means the Bible, we're people of one book in one sense. But yeah, absolutely, we reach for the commentaries because they're a gift from God to help us understand.
0: Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I wonder if you've had this experience, if you're in a small group and someone is sitting there with their big chunky study Bible (laughs) that has like the wee notes below it. And uh, someone says, oh, I don't understand this. And they'll be like, well, the study notes say this, and, that, and that's what it—that's what <laughs> yeah. it means. And you're kind of like, hmm. study notes are often correct, but the study notes aren't inspired. E- even no. the uh, the wee headings that we have, hmm. you know, alive in Christ, helpful, yeah. but not inspired. Not uh, so I suppose in those moments, whenever someone says, "Well, the study notes say this," often, <laughs> often you can read out what the study notes say, and you don't really understand what they've, yeah, actually, what is. I mean, this takes a special brain to do this. If someone's confused about a passage that you're studying is in life group, someone might say, oh, well, in Psalm, blah, 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 it says mm. this, which makes sense of that. Yeah. like that's
1: And that's something we haven't touched on, actually. I yeah. don't think in these podcasts that, you know, the way that the, the church has historically phrased it is the analogy of faith. Scripture is its own best interpreter. Yes. The way you understand one bit of Scripture before you go to the commentaries yeah. is what does the passage around it say and what does the rest of Scripture say? Yes, because then you've got an infallible commentary on Scripture yes. from Scripture. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, huh. So the commentaries are good. Teachers are obviously, I would say this, wouldn't I? They're good. They're a blessing to the church. Huh. But we we start with Scripture as the only infallible voice.
0: Yes. So, I that's all helpful. Just to think about that. that. You know, if you're a teenager, the Bible is sufficient. It's not mm-hmm. as though it suddenly becomes relevant for your Christian life once you. You know, get grew up and are a big boy or girl and have a job. It's sufficient yeah. for mm. your troubles that that you have, um,
1: and also the, the Holy Spirit is so good in, the, in in the way he he'll illuminate things for us at just the right time. We can yes. that sometimes those breakthroughs we get, are oh, we suddenly get that, oh, we see this bit of scripture yeah. is at just the right time, and that's yeah. the Holy Spirit at work in God's providence.
0: Yes, and yes, that's very helpful to think about how you can read a text. 100 times and then it hits home yeah uh it's uh sort of that line in that song "Thine eye diffuse the quickening ray like mm. the light sort of penetrates the mm. darkness of your heart You're like oh i get it now obviously yeah. that's talking about salvation but that can happen yeah life. but
1: that reminds me actually just as a ps if people are ever reading any christian books on scripture that can get a little bit confusing because different writers use illumination in different ways yes some of them when they're speaking of illumination mean that original work of the Holy Spirit regenerating you so you came to faith yes and he does that through the word yeah sometimes they speak of the Holy Spirit illuminating the Bible for Christians yes (laughs) so (laughs) you've got to figure (laughs) out in context which one which one they're talking about
0: yeah Uh, so are there ways of thinking or acting that show that we you and I, maybe mm. Christians generally, sure that we don't believe that Scripture <laughs> is sufficient.
1: Yeah, that's a good uh, practical and painful one, I suppose, to think about because we can all do it, can't we? You, know, yes. you, can, you can you can, think, right, I've got my doctrine and the sufficiency of Scripture nailed. I know what that means. Yeah, And then in practical terms, yeah. I don't live like it is. Huh. Um, I suppose a few things that spring to mind, for starters, if we're always running after something new, yeah, you know, if we're overly excited about this new book or this new teaching ministry, <laughs> overly excited about it, then maybe we're we'll losing touch with the glory and the sufficiency of the Bible, which yeah. is <laughs> awesome.
0: Yes. And that's a funny one, isn't it? Because you can get a new book about like anxiety or something, and you're like, oh what a joke this is just full of Bible references. <laughs> like I um, have yeah. a Bible on my shelf, i sick. But like that's yeah. that's the thing, isn't it?
1: Like and it's, we are going to get excited sometimes if someone's got a real teaching gift in person or in, the, the, or in the, a book yeah. that's written, then it is going to excite you. But it should be exciting us by thinking, wow, isn't scripture amazing that God's told me that, yes. rather than excited about the yes. that new ministry, that new I Keep going. Um, I think if we're constantly desperate for a prophecy, a word of knowledge to guide us, yes. if we believe in such things, if we're constantly desperate for them, we're likely to be drifting away from believing in the sufficiency of scripture. Yeah. Because... Sufficiency of scripture says that this word, God, God in his goodness often gives me other stuff, but this book is what I need. It's enough. Yes. Um, same applies to a church that focuses more and more on its corporate worship on prophecy, or you can, you fill a gap, focuses more and more on interviews, on the musical worship. Um, nothing wrong with any of those things. And musical worship is an integral, integral part of our worship. If, if anything's anything squeezing out scripture. Yeah. In our corporate worship, that's a sign that we're not functionally believing in the sufficiency of, of scripture. Yes. So um,
0: to think about that for a moment, uh I've seen churches do after a sermon, like a, a QA. I know we mm. sort of cop out and do a podcast later on in the <laughs> week, but a Q&A, you know, with unbelievers in the midst of about mm. what was talked about, and that shouldn't be a chance for the preacher to flex how clever he is, yeah, but it should be a time where he says, Oh, well, let me talk about this Bible, this Bible, yes. passage, this yeah. Bible passage. Sorry, mm-hmm. you're about to talk about uh worship, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I think No, I was rounding up there, really. I think yeah. when we sing, we're praising God, which is a vital aspect of our corporate worship. But if we don't have the word, yeah, we don't have God's voice, yes. Um, if you don't have the word, as a significant part of your corporate worship, then you're talking to God a lot, which is great, yeah, important, integral, but only part of the picture. You're not hearing God speak back.
0: Yes. And that informs since Scripture's sufficient, that informs the songs that we sing, don't mm. we? Where yes, it informs the prayers we pray and the songs we sing. Cause we yeah. say and sing God's words back to him. Don't we? Yeah. Um, mm. Which again, <laughs> Steve and I were talking this morning about uh worship and uh, the song the goodness of God and there's the line in it your goodness is running after it's oh, yeah. running after me yeah. uh and we we're talking about that and that's that's psalm 23 language goodness and mercy will follow me mm. all the days of my life yeah and I suppose whenever you sing songs you're like oh I recognize <laughs> that that those yeah. lyrics are from a psalm from a mm. gospel from wherever mm. because scripture is sufficient and that
1: that reminds me of a kind of a ps that's worth checking in you could have put this in almost any of the podcasts really yeah that um when it comes to um bible versions for example i think making sure that you're using you uh, if you're using a few different versions you use one that's that's reasonably literal Yes. So I think if you use it, if you're constantly using just a really real paraphrase, yeah. you'll definitely get something out of that. But you want to hear God's God's word in your language as close as you can get it to the way it was written. Um, if you believe in the sufficiency of scripture, you, you don't need to lean on people's um, interpretations of scripture. Yes. You need to lean on scripture it's, itself.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, that's a very profitable add-on you've just done there because, actually, if you read it as close to the original as you can, Mm. the Holy Spirit does the paraphrasing to to your heart. Yeah. Yes, very Mm. good. That's us. That is the end of uh, our scripture pods.
1: Well, maybe um, in the autumn we'll do another series of deep dives. We'll uh, see what response we get to these. More questions.
0: It'll be interesting to see what (laughs) what sort of response we get. People... To, to be fair, since we've got a bit of time, whenever people tell us, and I don't want it to be like a pumping tires up, inflating our ego thing, <laughs> but whenever we hear that was really helpful, <laughs> we think, ah, oh, we should keep doing them then. Yeah. Because if if all that dried up, um, I think, oh, no one's really listening, there's no point doing it. Yeah.
1: So. No, it's, it's encouraging here, isn't it? And and the questions we get either for clarification or yeah. people saying that was handy, but I'd really like to hear something on this. Yeah, it's, it's useful for us to hear that. And
0: give it, like, give us ideas. If you said, "Oh, it'd be mm. really helpful if you did one on apologetics about mm. well, so we've just done doctrine, haven't we? Yeah. how we can trust the gospels."
1: And some of the responses, I guess, we had on, you know, you did the survey on uh, equip topics, and some of them we will try and do. Maybe some of them we'll cover in podcasts instead. But uh, it's always good to get that feedback, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Spot on. On to the next.